0: Or you can find us at our website, madorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today.
1: Open up your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 17. We'll begin at the beginning of that chapter. And the writer writes, Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle. Everybody say battle. And were gathered together at Shoko, which belongeth to Judah, and pitched between Shoko and Issachar in Ephesus, Damim. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah. Everybody say the valley and set the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. For just a few moments, I'd like to preach on this message, mountains and valleys. Can you put your Bibles down, but we'll lift our hands and say, God, have your way in this place. Why don't you lift your voices for just a few moments And thank him for what he's already done. And thank him for what he's going to do in this place tonight. Your heavenly father, we love you, Jesus. We love you, God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. And I pray your word will go forward in the mighty name of Jesus all over this place. Clap your hands, church, and thank him one more time before you're seated tonight. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Now, here in Samuel, we see these arch enemies have fought all throughout Scripture. We know the Philistines and the Israelites, they're arch enemies all throughout Scripture. And we see them fighting. At this point in Scripture, it tells us that Saul and his army are on one side of a mountain, right. and the Philistines took up camp on the other side of the mountain with the valley in between them. The Bible records there being the valley of Elah in between these two. What I find so interesting in this roller coaster that we call life, this blessing and sometimes a curse we call life, battles hardly ever happen when I'm on the mountaintop. Does anybody know that to be true? Every battle I've ever faced, I was in the valley of life. Every battle I've ever faced, i faced them in the valleys. Every attack the enemy sent my way, I was in the midst of the valley. If it's okay with you church tonight, I'm just going to go ahead and preach what my life has been for the past few months. Because me personally, I've been in a valley. I may not look like it, but I've been in a valley in my mind. I've been in a valley in my heart and in my soul. In my life, the valleys usually haven't lasted this long, but I've been in a valley Is there anyone else that's been in a valley here recently? If God didn't give me this message for anyone else, he gave it so that I could preach to myself. Is that okay? Is that all right? When the enemy comes at your door, he will always meet you at the entrance of your valley. Israel and the Philistines are meeting together to go to war. You see, we open the chapter 17 and see Saul and his men are on the mountainside in front of the valley with the Philistine army and their giant captain on the other side of the valley of Elah. Now at the end of chapter 16, we saw David and he was playing his harp for the king Saul as his heart was troubled by the evil spirit and David played his harp so that Saul could go to sleep. That was where chapter 16 ended. Chapter 17 opens up with this battle. So when the battle begins, Ends, david goes back home to take care of his sheep all right. so we know the story jesse tells his son david he said i'm going to get you some food go send it to your brothers i'm going to get you some food and some cheese go take it to them as the battle is going on and so david goes all while this has been going on the philistine giant comes out of the mountainside and goes down into the valley Picture it with me. You, We know the story. We know that he was a giant of a man. Very rarely have we heard of scripture where it speaks any other besides this giant. He goes down into the valley and his booming voice would soar up out of the valley up along the hillside and the mountainside where the Israelites would be. He was cursing and evil would come out of his mouth towards the Israelites and towards their army. First Samuel 17 and eight says, he stood and he cried out unto them and said, why are ye come out to set your battle in array? Am I not a Philistine? And ye servants of Saul, choose you a man for you, and let him come down to me. Let me tell you, church, the enemy will always try to bring you down to where he's at. When you're on the mountainside, he wants you off of that mountainside and into the valley. Because Goliath stands in the valley declaring this, and he doesn't stop there, because he says, I know you're the army of Saul. If If you be able to fight with me and to kill me, my people will be your servants. But if I kill you and I kill your Israelites, you will serve us. And the Philistines said this. He said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Give me a man that we may fight together. The Bible then goes on to say that Goliath did this for 40 days. Forty days, Goliath would go in to the valley, both in the morning and in the evening. And he'd say the same thing every morning, every evening. The giant goes to the valley. The giant goes down into the valley, ready for war, ready for battle. And screams at the army of Israel. Screams at the people of God. Screaming from the valley for 40 days. 40 days of hearing this from the enemy. There's someone here tonight because I know that I'm not alone. But you've been hearing the enemy hounding you for days and for weeks now. There's somebody here tonight that has a giant threatening them for maybe days or going on weeks. But maybe I'm just preaching to myself. But I can tell you, if I'm preaching to myself, there might be somebody else. I've come with the word for the Lord for you and for for myself, that there is a change coming in your season. There's a change coming in the valley because while Goliath shouts, there's a David with his sheep. David then left his sheep and his carriage once he got onto the battlefield while David is handing out food to his brothers. He's handing out food to the captains of the army. He hears the giant for one last time. One last time he heard the giant speak. One last time. This would be the last time Goliath would open up his ugly mouth. In verse 26, And David spoke to them that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth the Philistine and taketh away this reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? I've come to tell somebody, if you want to get out of your valley, it's not going to come through a passive mindset that says, I can deal with the giant hollering in the valley. It can't just be dealing with the enemy in the valley. The enemy of your soul wants nothing more than your destruction in hell. So get up out of your self-pity. Get up out of your passive mindset. Get up out of your scaredy-cat-like mindset and say, who is this that he thinks he can talk to God's people this way? Pick yourself up by your bootstraps and look at your giant like david did and say who is this giant that stands before me who is this anxiety that stands before me who is this fear that stands before me who is this addiction that stands before me to come against the child of god to come against the people of god david didn't look down into the valley with fear in the back of his mind no he looked at it with an opportunity David did not look down from his place on the mountaintop. He didn't look down at his place, perched up into the valley and just see the giant. He didn't just look down and see it and have fear in his mind. No, because when he looked down into the valley, he didn't look down into the valley to see his enemy. No, in fact, he looked past the valley. I want to tell somebody, David was on the mountaintop, but he didn't see the valley below him. He saw what was on the other side of the valley. He saw what was going on on the other side of the valley there may be an obstacle in my way there may be a giant in my way but i'm not worried about the fight in the valley i'm not worried about what's going to happen in the valley i want to know what's going to happen after the valley i want to know what's going to happen after i deal with the giant i want to know what's going to happen to the man that kills him can somebody thank the lord right now for just a moment hallelujah jesus hallelujah jesus Verse 28 of 1 Samuel 17, and get this, and instead of Eliam, David's eldest brother heard when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, why camest thou down hither? David, why'd you even come down here? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? He said, what what happened to your day job? I know thy pride. And the naughtiness of thine heart, for thou hast come down, that thou might see us the battle. Just a warning to those that may be in a valley. I know it because I've lived it. Some people are going to look at you while you are fighting the giant of your life and ask you why you've left your responsibilities behind you. You can look at the edge and be at the edge of the fight of your life and someone will look at you and say, don't you have anything better to do? Don't you have sheep that you should be tending? Don't you have something else that you should be attending to? But David can look past the anger of his brother and says, I'm not quarreling with you. I don't have any problems with you. But there's a giant in my way of my promise. There is a giant in the midst of this valley and he needs to die. But David knew that there was a reason that he was in the valley. Of course, we know that in the next few verses, the men begin to murmur about David. They murmur and talk about, who who is this kid? He was this kid among the ranks. It's Eliab's brother, and he says he's going to kill Goliath. Well, this murmuring keeps on happening until it gets to the ears of Saul. Until it gets to the one that should have gone down into the valley. Now, the Bible says that Saul was a big dude. It said he was head and shoulders above the Israelites. Saul should have been the one that went down into the valley, yes, sir. but yet he stayed back in his quarters. Yes, sir. So then Saul hears about what David is trying to do, and it says in verse 33 that Saul brings the harp player to his quarters to talk him off the ledge. And verse 33 it says, Saul said it to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine. I'm sorry, David, you can't go into that valley because if you go into that valley, you're going to die. For thou art but a youth, and he was a man of war from his youth. He's been a warrior for a long time. But David said something unto Saul. That's what I love about that next verse. Saul, I know you think I can't handle this because I know that just a chapter earlier, was the chapter that Samuel anointed me to be your replacement. Yeah, come on. I know the last time you saw me, I was on the mountaintop. But so may I remind you, but that before I was on the mountaintop, I was in the valley with my sheep. When I was at the valley with my sheep, I saw a lion. And I was in the valley with the lion came, and in the valley I slew the lion. Don't you know, Saul, I may be young, but this isn't my first rodeo, big boy, because before I was on the mountaintop being anointed by Samuel, I was down in the valley slaying lions and bears for my sheep. I know you see me up at this high point right now, but you've got to understand, Saul, I've been through some battles before. I've been through this before, and who is this uncircumcised philistine? I can't do it again so all you know me is that David on the mountaintops you know me as the guy who sings well and plays the harp with anointing what you haven't seen is the David that was drenched in sweat covered with the blood of the lion as I took him by the beard and I bashed his head in you never saw me when I faced the bear and he got the same fate you don't know that David you just know the David on the mountaintop you know me as the young boy that can sing but you don't know me as the scrappy fighter that when I get in a pickle I could kill something Don't you dare look at someone at the mountaintop and think that they can't handle the giant that lays in wait for them in the valley. Saul, you don't know that on the other side of the mountain, I've already been preparing for this moment. Even when I was a little shepherd boy, I was getting myself ready for the giant. I didn't realize it when the lion came out because I was pretty scared, but I killed the lion and I got over it. I went down into the valley, I saw the bear, I got scared, but I killed the bear and I got up out of that valley. You see, I'm no stranger to the valley, Saul, because I've learned within my young self that when I am in the valley, sometimes I just need to buckle myself down and I've just got to fight my way out because yes, I may be in the valley but with every valley, it stands in between two mountaintops. I've come to tell somebody, you may be in a valley right now, but that's double the blessings that you're going to be. For every valley, you're going to stand on two mountaintops. For every valley your life takes you down into, there's going to be two mountaintops with your name on it. Does anybody agree with what I'm saying today? I don't care what kind of valley you've been placing yourself in or what kind of valley the enemy has tried to put you down in because for every lion, there's an anointing. For every bear, there's a covering. For every Goliath, there is a promise. Verse 36 says, this is David speaking to Saul. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he had defied the armies of the living God. Right. Jumping down to verse 40. And he took the staff in his hand, and he chose five smooth stones out of the brook. I could preach on that. Let me just say this. In the valley of Elah, it was known to have a valley within the valley. And that's where Goliath would be. And that valley was known for its river rock because there was a river in there. And so when David walked in, the river rock had already been there. When God created the world, the river was there. When God created the world, the river rock was there waiting for David to pick it up. Mm. But let me get back to my message. And he put them in his shepherd's bag, which he had even in his scrip and in his sling that was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. And the Philistine came on and drew near to David. And the man that bare his shield went before him. See, Saul tried to give David his armor All right. and his weapons. He said, well, David, if I can't persuade you from not going down in the valley, I'll give you my covering. I'll give you my armor. All right. But David didn't need that. Because sometimes... What you need to get out of the valley is already with you. Sometimes you have all that you need to get up out of that valley. Because if you have God on your side, you have everything you will ever need. If you have God beside you, you will have everything you will ever need to walk up out of that valley. Mm -hmm. And continuing on. From verse 42, and, it's, and it said, When the Philistine looked about, he saw David, and he disdained him, for he was but a youth, and ruddy, and of a fair countenance. He's just a little guy compared to Goliath. And verse 44 says this, And the Philistine said to David, You come to me, and I'll give your flesh to the fowls of the air, and to the beasts of the field. He said, David, you take one more step and your carcass will feed the animals. All I have to say is that the enemy may be big. He may be nasty. Your giant may be just that. It may be a giant. But I've come with a reminder that God's children don't die in valleys. God's children don't die in the valleys. Let me say it one more time in case you didn't hear me. God's children don't die in the valleys. Those who God protects don't die in the valleys. Those who's got God's name on it don't die in the valleys. Those who've been bought with a price don't die in the valleys. Those who walk with God don't die in the valleys. It doesn't matter what giant stands in front of you, because with God with you, you're not going to die in the valley. Verse 45, and Then said David to the Philistine, thou comest to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Goliath, you already done messed up by stepping into this valley. See, some of us need to look at our giant in the eyes and say, I'm not stuck in this valley with you, giant. I'm not stuck in this valley with you. You're stuck in this valley with me because only one of us are getting out of this valley. And let me tell you, with God with on my side, I'm going to be the one walking up out of this valley. I don't have to worry about you. You may be bigger than me. You may be stronger than me, but you're not going to be faster than me because I got God on my side. He's going to quicken me. I'm going to have feet like high feet, and I'm going to get myself up out of this valley. Come on, somebody. If you're in a valley, why don't you thank him all over this place? David didn't stop there. He said, I come in the name of the Lord. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hands. Now, think of it. Imagine it. The 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 Sunday school picturesque of this tiny pipsqueak of a guy and this giant, and all he could see, all this giant could see is this youngie, all this giant boy, all this young man saying, "This day you're gonna die." This day, God's going to deliver you into my hands, and I will smite thee, and I'm going to take your head from off of your shoulders, and I'm going to give your carcass to the fowls of the air, and I'm going to give your carcass to the beasts of this place. I'll tell you what kind of courage David had. He walked into the valley with the giant, said, I'm going to take your head, and I don't even have a sword to do it. Let me say this. When he said, I'm gonna feed you to the fowls of the air and the wild beasts of the earth just so that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear for the battle already is the Lord's and he will give you into mine hands. See, when I stepped on the battlefield, I already knew the outcome. When I stepped into the valley, I already knew the end pay. When I stepped into the battlefield, I already know how this was going to turn out. It's just a matter of time until you're dead and I'm on the mountainside. I've come under the authority of the very same God that David represented in the valley. I want to speak to somebody in their valley. He's not just the God of the mountaintops, but even in your valleys, he's there. Even in the midst of your darkest struggle, he's there. David knew he wasn't alone facing the giant. You're not alone facing yours. You may feel all alone in your depression. You may wake up in a cold sweat every night feeling so alone, but God is there with you in the midst of your valleys. God is there with you. In the midst of your trial, God is there with you. In the midst of Goliath, God is there with you. In the midst of addiction, come on, somebody! If you need God with you today, why don't you thank Him? Yes. Amen. God, God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I love you. Thank you. Lord, I praise you. God. Rick, can I borrow you real quick? I'm gonna need you. Come up here. This is David. Everybody say, hi David. hi, David. No, that's not me, David. That's him, David. Okay. First Samuel 17 and 48. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose, when Goliath stood up unto David, what does it say? That David hasted and he ran. Go ahead and run. That David ran towards the enemy. It said that he ran towards the army. Just keep running, Rent. I'll tell you when to stop. It said that David ran. He wasn't scared, he wasn't nervous, and he wasn't worried. It said David got his bootstraps ready and he ran. So sometimes in the middle of your deepest, darkest valleys, you like to hunker down, you like to be in the valley. You don't want anybody to know what you're dealing with, but David knew in the valley, when you're facing the giant, the best strategy is to get up and to run. It's to get up and and to run. It's to get up and run. Somebody, the enemy never expects you to run. The enemy never expects you to run towards your battle. Come on, somebody. When David was running, the enemy would look at you in your paddle, and he said, I want you right there. I don't want you going anywhere else. But David said, if I can run, I can run over here to worship. I can run over here to prayer meeting. I can run over here to praise. I can run over here. See, the enemy can't get you when he's running. The enemy can't tag you when he's running, because there may be a target on your back, but a running target is harder to hit. Thank you, Rhett. Everybody give a hand clap to Rhett. Look at him. He's sunning over there. Goliath can't hit me if I'm running. Goliath can't hit me if I'm running. Oh, I wish somebody would get that in your soul right now. I know I have a giant in front of me, but he can't hit me when I'm running, because if I got enough speed to get to him, I know I have him in front of me, but I can run. I can run. I can run. Somebody say, run, Forrest. Somebody say, run, Forrest. I can run. I gotta run to the altars. I gotta run to Thursday night prayer meeting. I gotta run to midweek service. When I'm in the valley, I gotta run to revival. When I'm in the valley, I gotta run to camp meeting. When I'm in the run, I gotta run, run I may be in the valley, but I don't have to be a target in the valley I could be running, because in the middle of my running, God will give me the strength he's gonna give me the tenacity and the courage to grab a stone and to kill the giant that stands in front of me in the middle of my running, I can put that giant down because as long as I am running, I can put that stone in a sling and by God, we're going to watch some giants fall. Yes. Right. Amen. You see, in the middle of running, God didn't just equip David with five stones and a sling. Right. I know we talked about that. He went down into this valley with God's name on him, with the covering on him. He said, I go before you in the name of the Lord. I got my five stones. I like how dad says, everybody's like, well, the five represents grace. Five represents Jesus, J-E-S-U-S. Dad says it. Well, he grabbed five smooth stones just in case he missed one. He had another shot. But I've come to tell somebody tonight. Goliath told da- or David told Goliath, he said, I'm going to cut your head off. Yet David didn't have a sword to cut his head off. That's some boldness coming out of a little pipsqueak. I want to tell you tonight, you may have walked into the valley without a weapon, but if you got the tenacity, God will supply the weapon. God will supply everything that you need. To have the mindset of getting out of the valley, you got to speak by faith. David said, I know I've come down in this valley with just some stones and a sling, but Goliath, I know the only way I'm going to get rid of you is by cutting your head off your hands. We may not see the beheaded giant yet when you walk into that valley, when you walk into that place, When you walk into that situation, God's going to supply. God's going to supply. I know that sword is going to be away from you. You don't have access to that sword, David. You don't have access to it yet. But in the middle of your valley, if you'll sit close to God, he's going to supply everything you would ever need. He's going to supply the very thing. You know what? It's so funny. The enemy walked into that valley not knowing he was holding the thing that was going to end him, not knowing that he was holding the very weapon that was going to end his life. Goliath went down in that valley for 40 days and 40 nights holding that sword. Lord, thinking that he was going to kill Saul, thinking that he was going to conquer Israel, not knowing for those 40 days he was carrying the thing that would be his demise. I've come to tell you the very weapon that the enemy has sent to authority. God's going to give you power. God's going to give you courage to take the weapon that was formed to get you. The Bible says they're not going to prosper, but you're going to grab that weapon and you're going to kill the giant. you'll all together musicians be making their way if you notice if you read in your bible after david beheaded his giant in the valley life i just killed the giant that was threatening us but i told you david wasn't focused on what was going on in the valley David wasn't focused on the giant even. Big obstacle as it may, in both literal sense and spiritual sense. He had his eyes, not in the valley, but on that next mountaintop. He knew what was going on in that next mountaintop. You see, he didn't stop there because the valley process was over. Everything he needed to do in the valley was done the moment he took the sword out and cut off his head. But David knew that it didn't end with Goliath. There was a territory on the other side of the mountain that was his to conquer now. There was an army sitting on that mountainside that David had a right to take control of. He knew in verse 42, it says that David and the army of Israel pushed the Philistines all the way back to a city called Ekron. Everybody say Ekron. Ekron. And would you believe that Ekron was a Philistine stronghold? So David not only killed Goliath, but he took the enemy all the way back to their stronghold. And then he took the stronghold. Know this, child of God, your next mountaintop, no matter what you're dealing with, your next mountaintop just may be in the enemy's territory. Every place that an enemy has control over in your life, that place, that family member that's so lost right now, that mountaintop, it may be in enemy territory, but it's the next destination. If you'll kill the giants, if you'll be ready,
0: our ministry.